Today is the 21st day of November. I'm Jill. Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I never want to sound like a broken record here, but it is so good to be here with you, and it's a privilege and an honor, truly, to be reading the Word of God for us with all of you together, individually and in community. And as we are heading into a week of Thanksgiving and gratitude here in the U.S., I think I would just publicly acknowledge uh, the amazing man, my husband, Brian, who is responsible for uh, not only this podcast, but for this community and has served so beautifully, faithfully, truly, and purely for a very long time. It's quite remarkable, to be honest. I am extremely proud of him and the man that he is, and so grateful for his obedience to God and his heart to serve. And so, um, thank you, God, for this beautiful man. I am so grateful for him today and for this community. We're going to continue in the book of Acts today, reading chapters 13 and 14. And this week we are reading the New Living Translation, Acts chapter 13. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, called the Black Man, Lucius from Cyrene, Manian, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed for the island of Cyprus. There, in the town of Salamis, they went to the Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. Afterward, they traveled from town to town across the entire island until finally they reached Papos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Paulus, who was an intelligent man. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him, for he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, as his name means in Greek, interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. He was trying to keep the governor from believing. Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he looked the sorcerer in the eye. Then he said, You son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud, an enemy of all that is good, will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? Watch now. For the Lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind. You will not see the sunlight for some time. Instantly mist and darkness came over the man's eyes, and he began groping around, begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. When the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. Paul and his companions then left Papos by ship for Pamphylia, landing at the port town of Perga. 
There John Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem. But Paul and Barnabas traveled inland to Antioch of Pisidia. On the Sabbath they went to the synagogue for the services. After the usual readings from the book of Moses and the prophets, those in charge of the service sent them this message. Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, come and give it. So Paul stood, lifted his hand to quiet them, and started speaking. Men of Israel, he said, and you God-fearing Gentiles, listen to me. The God of this nation of Israel chose our ancestors and made them multiply and grow strong during their stay in Egypt. Then with a powerful arm, he led them out of their slavery. He put up with them through 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Then he destroyed seven nations in Canaan and gave their land to Israel as an inheritance. All this took about 450 years. After that, God gave them judges to rule until the time of Samuel the prophet. And the people begged for a king, and God gave them Saul, son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, who reigned for 40 years. But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. And it is one of King David's descendants, Jesus, who is God's promised savior of Israel. Before he came, John the Baptist preached that all the people of Israel needed to repent of their sins and turn to God and be baptized. As John was finishing his ministry, he asked, Do you think I am the Messiah? No, I am not. But he is coming soon, and I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the sandals on his feet. Brothers, you sons of Abraham, and also you God-fearing Gentiles, this message of salvation has been sent to us. The people in Jerusalem and their leaders did not recognize Jesus as the one the prophets had spoken about. Instead, they condemned him, and in doing this, they fulfilled the prophet's words that are read every Sabbath. They found no legal reason to execute him, but they asked Pilate to have him killed anyway. When they had done all that the prophecies said about him, they took him down from the cross and placed him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and over a period of many days, he appeared to those who had gone with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to the people of Israel. And now we are here to bring you this good news. The promise was made to our ancestors, and God has now fulfilled it for us, their descendants, by raising Jesus. This is what the second psalm says about Jesus. You are my son. Today I have become your father. For God has promised to raise him from the dead, not leaving him to rot in the grave. He said, I will give you the sacred blessings I promised to David. Another psalm explains it more fully. You will not allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. This is not a reference to David, for after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors, and his body decayed. No, it was a reference to someone else, someone whom God raised and whose body did not decay. Brothers, listen. We are here to proclaim that through this man Jesus there is forgiveness for your sins. Everyone who believes in him is made right in God's sight, something the law of Moses could never do. Be careful. Don't let the prophet's words apply to you. For they said, Look, you mockers, be amazed and die. 
For I am doing something in you your own day. Something you wouldn't believe, even if someone told you about it. As Paul and Barnabas left the synagogue that day, the people begged them to speak about these things again the next week. Many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, and the two men urged them to continue to rely on the grace of God. The following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. But when some of the Jews saw the crowds, they were jealous, so they slandered Paul and argued against whatever he said. Then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared, It was necessary that we first preach the word of God to you Jews, but since you have rejected it and judged yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we will offer it to the Gentiles. For the Lord gave us this command when we said, I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for his message, and all who were chosen for eternal life became believers. So the Lord's message spread throughout that region. Then the Jews stirred up the influential religious women and the leaders of the city, and they incited a mob against Paul and Barnabas and ran them out of town. So they shook the dust from their feet as a sign of rejection and went to the town of Iconium. And the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The same thing happened in Iconium. Paul and Barnabas went to the Jewish synagogue and preached with such power that a great number of both Jews and Greeks became believers. Some of the Jews, however, spurned God's message and poisoned the minds of the Gentiles against Paul and Barnabas. But the apostles stayed there a long time, preaching boldly about the grace of the Lord. And the Lord proved their message was true by giving them power to do miraculous signs and wonders. But the people of the town were divided in their opinion about them. Some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. Then a mob of Gentiles and Jews, along with their leaders, decided to attack and stone them. When the apostles learned of it, they fled to the region of Lycaonia to the towns of Lystra and Derby and the surrounding areas, and there they preached the good news. While they were at Lystra, Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet. He had been that way from birth, so he had never walked. He was sitting and listening as Paul preached. Looking straight at him, Paul realized he had faith to be healed. So Paul came to him in a loud voice, Stand up! And the man jumped to his feet and started walking. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in their local dialect, These men are gods in human form. They decided that Barnabas was the Greek god Zeus and that Paul was Hermes, since he was the chief speaker. Now the temple of Zeus was located just outside the town. So the priest of the temple and the crowd brought bulls and wreaths of flowers to the town gates, and they prepared to offer sacrifices to the apostles. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard what was happening, they tore their clothing in dismay and ran out among the people shouting, Friends, why are you doing this? We are merely human beings just like you. We have come to bring you the good news that you should turn from these worthless things and turn to the living God who made heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. In the past, he permitted all the nations to go their own ways, but he never left them without evidence of himself and his goodness. For instance, he sends you rain and good crops and gives you food and joyful hearts. 
But even with these words, Paul and Barnabas could scarcely restrain the people from sacrificing to them. Then some Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowds to their side. They stoned Paul and dragged him out of town, thinking he was dead. But as the believers gathered around him, he got up and went back into the town. The next day he left with Barnabas for Derby. After preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch of Pisidia, where they strengthened the believers. They encouraged them to continue in the faith, reminding them that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Paul and Barnabas also appointed elders in every church. With prayer and fasting, they turned the elders over to the care of the Lord in whom they had put their trust. And they traveled back through Pisidia and Pamphylia. They preached the word in Perga, then went down to Italia. Finally, they returned by ship to Antioch of Syria, where their journey had begun. The believers there had entrusted them to the grace of God to do the work they had now completed. Upon arriving in Antioch, they called the church together and reported everything God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles too. And they stayed there with the believers for a long time. So we've met Paul, formerly Saul, and if you think your past uh, may be too damaging <laughs> to disqualify you or deem you unworthy for the kingdom, for God, for salvation, for forgiveness, uh, please meet Paul. Paul is a man who has written a significant amount of the New Testament. And I think one of the beauties of his story is that when Paul was previously Saul, he was guilty himself of persecuting. So what a story of redemption that what he did formally, uh, he will endure himself. And who could better understand being persecuted than one who did that himself? So it really is a complicated story of this man named Paul, but I think it's complicated if you don't know who Jesus is. And maybe it goes from complicated to complex, uh, which is a word I've adopted <laughs> after or hearing the word complicated uh, used to describe certain parts of myself for many years, I, I changed that in my mind. Can I go from complicated to complex? We met Saul. We now know who Paul is, and we will be on this journey with Paul for most of the remainder of the reading this year. So Jesus, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for your presence that transforms us when we have a true encounter with you. And I do thank you, God, that through the transformation of our hearts and minds through your spirit, that we can go from complicated to complex to maybe even greater places in our own story as we push past the shame, we push past regret, and we repent, we confess our sins, we confess who we were but who we are no more as we walk into the fullness of your healing and your redemption in our hearts and our lives. So we thank you for meeting us here, but more importantly, we thank you for who you are. And we give you thanks and praise. We pray this now in the name of the Father, 
the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible. That's home base, guys. Check it out. Take a look around. If you have not, download the app. It's free. And yes, we are getting into the holiday season here in the U.S. Uh, so Thanksgiving is just a couple of days away. Uh, after that, we gear up for like we carb load and load up uh, to go shopping by the end of the day that we've just given thanks and start fighting people over a microwave that we don't really need anyways. But it's $37 if you can get there before midnight and we have to have the microwave for $37. My point being, uh, we too will get in on the holiday shopping that always happens after Thanksgiving. So stay tuned for that. If you would like to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, we thank you so much for your continued partnership. We could not do this without you and we are so grateful that we do not have to. If you are giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996 Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174 or you can give using that mobile device. Hit the give icon up at the top right hand corner of whatever electronic device that meets your preferences and lastly look for the give icon on the website if you need prayer if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in several different ways for you to do so 800-583-2164 that's the chronological line or once again utilizing your electronic app hit the red circle button up at the top right hand corner you have two minutes on the prayer line hit submit turn the wheel over to chronological and it will get to the right place that's gonna do it for me today i'm jill i look forward to turning the page and the story of each and every one of your lives and in the story of the word of god until then love one another grace and peace everybody this is brother lenny the truth seeker calling out of uh, the maryland area and uh, just wanted to lift up a prayer real quickly. I've been actually uh, holding this and meditating on this for some time ever since I heard our beloved sister Simone um, and her first call about kind of being in a place of uh, just waiting for the next move of God in her employment. And then also just with uh, some of the news that she received in regards to some challenges in her body and my sister uh, certainly um, just want you to know that we continue to pray for you that you are such a blessing to the body of Christ and uh, in listening to your first message I was just reminded of Isaiah 40 and 31 they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and they shall mount up on wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint I'm just praying God's continued peace and strength as you continue to discern the next for your life and certainly continue to pray God's just abundant blessings and spirit of healing to rest upon you even now that um, he would touch the doctors, the nurses, anybody who's involved in your care, give them insight beyond insight, wisdom beyond wisdom and skill beyond skill so they may serve as his hands and his feet as you walk this path towards healing. 
love everyone so much. Um, may the Lord bless and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and may he give us all his peace. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Ooh, this is about the fourth time I am recording this. I believe the devil don't want me to pray today. Um, but hello, hello. This is Walking in Truth in Florida. And I just wanted to call and pray over the dabbers, uh, especially the ones that are about to celebrate Thanksgiving uh, in America, many of us will be celebrating with family members or friends that are unbelievers or perhaps even hostile toward the gospel. And uh, I just wanted to cover us. So, Lord God, I just thank you that uh, we get a time of reflection of all your goodness in our life. Lord God, uh, we have so much to be thankful, even if life is hard and, and not perfect. And even if, uh, Lord, there seems to be lack in our lives right now, that we know that you are good and you love us and that your plans and thoughts toward us are all good and to give us a hope in a future. Lord God and I just pray that um, as we celebrate and give thanks that you would just give us extra uh, dose of love and, and uh, affection and grace to minister to those who come into our uh, lives who might be unbelievers or hostile toward the gospel. I pray that you'd open up conversations and uh, that we could share our testimony or share the gospel. And I pray, Lord God, that you would give us the right words that we would be able to meet people people right where they are. Let them see the love of Jesus Christ flowing through us, Lord God, uh, through uh, our talk, through our actions, through our body language, Lord God, and that um, this would be a Thanksgiving unlike any other for all the right reasons. Lord, we love you and we just give thanks for all that you do and all that you are in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, Dabsy family. This is Mindy from Nashville, Tennessee. I wanted to let you all know that I appreciate your prayers so much for my family. Um, this is November 17th. I'm headed up to Kentucky today to go with my mom and my brothers to the funeral home to get things arranged so that um, it's all in order and, you know, the less things you have to deal with when someone passes. Um, continue to pray for my family. We are greatly encouraged that my dad is on the way to be with the Lord. We know where he's going, but it's still hard. And I just wanted to take a second to um, encourage everybody who does call in with prayer requests. Um, keep doing that. I'm one of those that I don't call in, but I do pray at my house for all of the requests. And also remember to call in and tell us the praise reports and the answers to prayers. We love to hear that and encourage us, us to pray even more. I love you all. Thank you for being there as a Christian family to pray for each other. Love you all. Bye.